All right. Let's get this show on the road, kids. Welcome back to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You. I'm Ellie Hicks. I'm Ellen Cernko. I'm John Young. All right. Um, each week, you know the drill. We talk about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or nonprofit organization. Um, and this week, um, we've got a fun one. It's a great time to start talking about updating your brand and refreshing your marketing strategy as we head into the new year. Um, so my discussion topic for the day is your brand stale. So we'll talk about it. Stale like stale bread. Stale. What else can be stale? Shoes. I think everyone knows what stale is. <laughs> I want to be honest. It's not, it's, not, it's not an obscure word. Stale shoes. It's not like minuscule where it's a word that we don't use all that often. Look, I did it again. I have to, I keep trying to catch you like, did you just say it wrong? But okay, whatever. I say words wrong a lot. And I use the wrong word in a lot of spaces a lot. I think I I do too. I use the wrong word when I mean a different word. Like I'll say something and I'll be like, did I mean that? From way back there. (laughs) Listen, Linda. Well, just if up. you lay down, that's fine. Just lay lay down, I'm not with, laying the, down. with an equal distance between your mouth and the microphone. Okay, I'll sit right here and be miserable. She needs well, one of those could... headsets that just come here and then it never moves. Yes, know? that way I can walk around the house while we like do a the trucker. Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Trucker Ellen. All right. I'll get to that'll be your Christmas present. I hadn't been about Christmas presents yet, so I wanted to be a trucker for a long time. I thought that'd be a fun career path. My uncle did it, and it seemed fun. But then I didn't. So. What was I the think turning it would be fun. That you weren't going to be a trucker. Um, I don't know. I was pretty passionate about it in high school. I was like, this seems like a really like fun career. I think it was because like I realized that I don't like to drive for that long. Mm. And that's that. That would be whole. a problem because that's uh, yeah. kind of the gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I switched up my plan. All right. All right, Ellie, tell us about stale brands. Stale stale bread. I mean. It's good for the ducks, All right, though. so. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. Jeez, we are a hot mess today. <laughs> Holy moly. All right, so we're going to talk about how to tell if your brand is stale um, and how to keep your brand fresh. But before we jump into that, what is the importance of making sure you have like fresh marketing and, and your your marketing and your brand doesn't go stagnant or stale. Ooh, Ellen? Ooh, Ellen, Ellen. Ellen. Okay. So <laughs> here's my thing about talking about your brand as like a small to medium sized business. I think a lot of the times people can get really overwhelmed talking about this topic because they think that they need to be like Apple or McDonald's or Google with their brand. Um like and you know 99% of the time your brand or your logo is not going to become synonymous with your company name. Um, And so I think that that's just something that I like to remind small to medium-sized businesses of, of like, that's not the reason we're doing this. We're not trying to like, we're not trying to reach these unattainable levels as a small to medium-sized business with a small to medium-sized marketing um, budget. What we're trying to do is create consistency in your customer's brain, 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 <laughs> when they think about your brand. Um, so like a good example is that when somebody thinks of shout out design, they think of really strong customer service. They think of a really laid back team. Um, so it's not like 
whenever they think of customer service, they exclusively think of shouted out design. But when they think of us, they think of our personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that personality, you know, it might slightly change over time to stay up to date with the times. But um, there are these common threads that stay consistent um, that we just might change the way that we convey those common threads to our various audiences. So that's why I think it's – did I answer your question? <laughs> Ish, yeah. No, that was Ish. good. Wow. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I was like, I feel like there was more of a way that I was going to like tie this back, but then I went on pregnancy brain rant. Here, here's I how no I know Ellen is tired. Anymore. Here's how I know Ellen is tired. I'm wearing my Afghan Th- that's, thing. That's maybe one of the first times that she's thrown out a percent that wasn't like a obscure like 92.63%. She just said 99%. Mm-hmm. That's the laziest I've ever heard Ellen share a percentage. That's how I know mm-hmm. she's not on her sure. game today. Well, that's because I was up with my cat who was throwing up at five o'clock in the morning. Well, that's going to be your life for the next at least 18 months. So yeah, I'm prepared. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, stale brands. Yeah, I think Ellen, that was my, that was kind of my thinking when I was thinking about uh, what Ellie shared in the notes was like, I know companies get like tired of their logo or tired of their like marketing message or tired of their, their key statement. Like, but you can't change it every two years because the Mm -hmm. wind changes. Like you can't do that, especially if you're not Apple or Microsoft or whatever, but even those companies like stay with a consistent, um, consistent focus. They might change, like they might add uh, a pride logo colors to their, their, um, their logo during pride month or something like that. But that's not, that's, that's not an overall revolution of your brand. That's just kind of a mm-hmm. tweak here and there. Uh, so I think most companies get bored with like, I get b- bored with my logo and my name every once in a while, but I'm like, I can't change it. Like everyone knows it. At least everyone in our circles know it. So I can't, can't change it to something else. Plus mm-hmm. I like it. So. Yeah. I think um, what, what I just thought of when you said that John was um, when Google, created their company over Google, I think like 20 years ago now, Alphabet. Wasn't that long ago? No. 10 years ago? Mm, five. Oh, more than that. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to look it up. Are you kidding? Anyway. I've got a calendar. There, there's a company that technically owns Google that's called Alphabet, but like they didn't push for everybody to then call Google Alphabet um, and like change everything about like how they represent themselves as a brand. Like those of us that know that Alphabet exists, like we know that they still stand for the same things that Google does. They still are going after the same things. They just have like a broader scope of what they're Mm -hmm. kind of going after. And I think a bad example of that um, is when Facebook decided that they were going to be meta. I was just about to say that. (laughs) They did a terrible launch. It was all over the place. Um, some things had been changed over, some things hadn't, and they were expecting people to just say yes to this new thing called Meta that was like cringy and sounded like an out of date um, millennial still trying to stay relevant, which is yeah. what Mark Zuckerberg is. Plus, there was a company um, called Meta in the tech yeah. space. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's you know those brand refreshes are needed and that's what we're going to talk about today but it's mm-hmm. only because you are so in tune with what your customer base is looking for and is asking for. That's why those happen, not just because somebody gets bored with what they're doing. Yeah, um, and it's and it's more than just like what your like your actual brand, but it's like you as a business what you're doing. You don't like 
in terms of, you know, marketing, like, are you getting results that you want? What needs to be changed? It's basically just kind of evaluating, I guess, what you're doing and if it's working and being in tune with like, not, I guess, not being stagnant because you're afraid of change. And you talked a lot about um, like logos and stuff and like your actual branding. Um, And I have a couple examples actually. So like, I think even if you look at like the Google logo, like that is widely recognized and that's been the Google logo forever. But if you were to actually look at what that logo looked like when they first came about, it probably looks slightly different than what it does today. It's been a little modernized. It's been, you know, updated very slightly, like minimally, just to make it look like it wasn't, you know, built a decade ago or created like a decade ago. But there are such small changes that you don't even really register that it's different but it doesn't look like it's outdated or old. And that's kind of what I mean when I talk about like updating your brand or your logo or your colors or something, not necessarily, you know, doing a 180 with it and completely changing it because you still want to, Ellen, you brought up a good point. Like you want to be consistent and be recognizable to um, your current customers, to new customers that have maybe heard about you. Um, You want to be recognizable, but you want to still be relevant. Um, and one example that I've seen in many, many a BuzzFeed article probably, um, were, is, um, the Gap logo. Do you remember when they like changed their logo and it looked really weirdly like corporate and like digital and like a weird way and it actually hurt them? Like it hurt like their sales and stuff. And so they ended up like changing it back. Yes. I remember to this. like the original. Yeah. And it got really weird. Like, it didn't even look like the clothing brand anymore. Like, it was a very weird change and, like, nobody liked it and they ended up switching it back. So that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to run into one of those issues where you completely rebrand yourself um, for, you know, I mean, there are a couple of reasons that you would want to rebrand yourself completely. Like, if you wanted to completely leave a past image of your business behind. Um, but just because you want to change is not the reason to do it, um, because it could actually hurt you and make you, you know, move backwards. I'm looking at the, the gap. Now I remember this. Mm-hmm. So from 1990 to October 6th, 2010, they had the same logo and they changed it on the sixth. And then six days later, they went back to the old one. Like, yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> the company that spent all this time to come up with this new logo pitching it to their board and I'm like, yes, this is our new brand. All the branding, all the signs change. And then six days later going, yeah, never mind. We're going to go back to the other one. It would suck so bad. Mm-hmm. I think another, and this, this is kind of a hot topic. Um, and I want to preface this with, I wholeheartedly support the reasoning behind changing these two companies names um, and branding, but the research and execution that went into both of them were terrible. Um, talking about the Washington Commander, Washington Commanders and the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Um, mm-hmm. When both of those brands were <laughs> announced, I, you know, of course, you had the fans that they just didn't want to let go of the old branding, even though it had been presented that it was problematic and it was hurtful. But then you also had like very reasonable people that they were just like, you couldn't have come up with something better that better represented our community. Yeah. Um, and it was just like so obvious that like it was so out of touch um, mm-hmm. with what your audience wanted, with what your community wanted. Like, And these communities had been saying for years what they wanted and it was just – it was blatantly ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, it's, it's your, your brand is more important than maybe you think. Um, and also like the reason that a brand is refreshed or updated is because you're listening to your client base, to your audience, Mm -hmm. not just because you're getting bored. Like I worked with a client once that they would change their branding like all the time because they thought that like, if they got, just got the branding right, then they would get the right customers. But like, John, I think you've said this before of like, we can give you all the great marketing that you want, but if we are pushing you to a crappy product or service, then like all we're doing is giving more light to the fact that this is a crappy product or service. Yeah. There's, um, I forget the guy's name. It's the guy that dad, Dan reads a lot from, and it was basically like, uh, a company deserves the amount of business that they're going to get. So like mm-hmm. if you're a bad business, you're not going to get a lot of business and that's what you deserve. But on the alternative, you're going to get the other one. We got two points before we start diving in. Google uh, changed uh, to Alphabet 2015, so seven years. So we we're oh okay, we we're close. But Gosh, you were way still, closer than I was. Price is right. Yeah. Seems like you that. Lose. So um, yeah. the the other thing is, and I I think we're conflating two two terms here. I want to make sure that we're covering the right topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, branding being like the the logo and the marketing materials and brand i think brand, brand is a, so we're talking are we talking about branding or are we talking about the brand the so you like your everything that goes into like how you your do overall business, like brand. your brand so we've been yeah. focusing a lot on the branding okay but what yeah. i was about to say is like leading into like you need to have your brand in place before you maybe determine the branding or update the branding so like you have this you have this excellent product or service you have a really clear picture of who you are as a company and then that translates into the logo the colors the one-liners the graphics all that fun stuff okay because to me the, the the brand of a company shouldn't change all that often right like it only should really change if the if the marketplace dictates it needs to change. So I'd say most businesses, like if I'm, um, say I'm Beehive Bakery in Powell, my, my, mm-hmm. my brand isn't going to change. I'm making excellent baked goods in a small mm-hmm. town for my community. Mm-hmm. It's like her brand is never going to change. Unless all of a sudden we find out that, I don't know, sugar is not good for you. And then people eat less, <laughs> less baked goods. Um, so like, but the, the branding, I think that, that could be more, more easy to easy not easy to change but more flexible yeah and but you stale more often you yeah. bring up a good point though is it is kind of like the bigger picture so like when you are talking about your brand like you typically don't think like beehive bakery they're not going to change like they're a bakery it's not like they're going to start all of a sudden selling marketing services and building websites Hope not. but when you look at your actual brand like you can look at the industry and what you're doing so like has the industry shifted like is there all of a sudden this new baked good that everybody's going crazy over and you aren't providing it? Is there an opportunity there for you to start making that baked good? Or, you know, like it's kind of like us, like, is there an opportunity for us? Like we don't want to, we don't want to become stale and stagnant and not, you know, provide something that marketing wise that we're able to, that our clients need and want um, because we're missing opportunities. So it's kind of like how we have grown. I don't know. I think I would call that like a product or service offering though. I don't know if I would call that the brand. Yeah. Like if we said we're going to start doing logo design, which is something that we don't do, we outsource Mm -hmm. to people like that wouldn't, that wouldn't change the definition of our brand. It would just be another, another service offering. Yeah. I would say like something that would change our brand would be like, so right now we do, um, like all of our websites are, are custom built. Like we don't do templates. Like if we decided that we were going to start using templates for all of our website builds, 
I think that would like shift our brand as a whole because yeah, we'd like, be shouted out template, which is, yeah. is exciting of a name. I, let's see if that's Shut available though. Let me, get, let me get it real quick, um, just in case we do change. But like, I, yeah, I think of like when, when you think of your brand and I think we, we talked about this on a, an earlier episode, but when I think of a brand, I think of like basically like your overall personality as a company, like who you are. Like if we had to describe a company as a person, how would we mm-hmm. describe them? Yeah. Um, but within that description, I don't include the logo and the colors and the tagline. I mm-hmm. see those as like like the personality expressing itself. So like, you know, you're deciding that you're going to buy this specific sweater because it represents your personality that already exists. Does that make sense? Uh. Yeah. You said words. Okay. But like, but see, but along <laughs> with that same analogy, like you're expressing yourself through buying that sweater, but your style changes. Like next year you might like different styles of sweaters or like different colors or, you know what I mean? So like that mm-hmm. changes, like it's not going to, that's not something that's going to remain the same, like ongoing, like you almost have to evolve. If you, if we're sticking with that analogy, if you are a person that values like, fa- like personal fashion and style, like you're probably not going to just like stay wearing the same three outfits for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. John. Are you, so when you say pe- person that values fashion, okay. So I, I don't fall into that category. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll see a picture of me holding Scarlett in a shirt that I'm currently wearing when she's a baby. I'm like, oh boy. Oh, got to retire this one. And I, you know, and and it's not even like I bought that shirt that day. Like at that point, the shirt was slightly old. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I guess I I don't value. My wife does. So she gets me one cute sweater every year that I'll wear the hell out of for the next 12 and then rotate out. Love that. So to answer your original question, John, I think we're talking about brand and branding today because they can both like there are moments where they kind of like overlap in a sense yeah they they certainly the, the venn diagram is you know almost over complete yeah. but i you know one brand i think is bigger than branding mm-hmm. see but both could be stale cool 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 see gucci gucci oh my gosh i'm gonna start using that in everyday conversation mm-hmm I just used it to my dad and he didn't get it. So I can't use it to him. Lame. I know. So anywho, back on topic here. So, you know, determining if you have fallen kind of stale or stagnant. um, One thing to kind of evaluate is, are you meeting your goals? So like, is what you're doing be like effective for like what you're trying to accomplish as a a company? have your marketing efforts fallen off? Um, are you not seeing, you know, as much success over a long time? You know, we all have, you know, ups and downs. Um, but over time, are you not seeing as much success as you once were? Um, this might be a time to evaluate, you know, what, again, Ellen, like you said, what does your audience want? Like, are we not giving them what they want right now? How, what are some small tweaks that we can make that is going to get our message in front of the right people or, you know, get people to interact with our brand more? Um, and so that's a big one to kind of consider when you're talking about, you know, have you kind of fallen off a little? Kind of like expanding on the, are you meeting your goals? I think another thing to look at is, are your customers staying? Mm-hmm. Um 
like depending on your industry, obviously like some customers, they're only going to make one purchase and like call it a day. Um, but if you have a, a business where like it needs to be an ongoing relationship or you have the opportunity for multiple sales throughout a client um, relationship, are, are they falling off? And is that because, you know, the company they end up working with doesn't match the brand that they thought they were getting or were they looking for a different brand and they weren't, they weren't an ideal customer for your brand. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's that as well. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something else that you might want to consider, like you might, you might, you know, evaluate your goals and you are successful. You're pretty consistent. Um, you're not necessarily maybe growing, but you're pretty consistent. Um, but maybe there's a lot of new competition in your space. Um, and that is going to require a little bit of evaluation as well. Again, not necessarily that you would want to completely change who you are and what you're doing, but just being aware of that competition and what they're doing. Because, like ultimately, if they're providing something even slightly better or slightly more appealing, then your customers might jump ship. And again, just kind of like what you said, Ellen, if you don't have that strong connection with those customers, that might be a reason why they jump ship. Like they, there's a new competition that might be, you know, slightly more flashy that they're like, oh, let's just go give them a try. So being really aware of the industry and the competitive space and what what those other um, brands around you are doing is very important. And um, again, it might not be something that you ever thought that you would do. But if if everybody in your industry is that there's one particular thing that they're doing, and you're just constantly losing business because of it, it might be something that you need to look into. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I guess I'm thinking negatively today. Like, uh, like I don't know if, if, like a, like if everyone and in, everyone in my industry is has like this emotion tied to their brand. Do I need to be? Do I need to jump ship and also have that emotion tied to my brand or? Like, yeah, I, I, think- I definitely don't mean it in the sense of like you know our values or our personality. Like, I guess I'm thinking more like, I don't know. I, I guess it goes back to what I said about like the industry itself. Like, are there other digital marketing agencies that are providing one thing that are making our customers move over to them? Is that something we need to look at providing? Like, is that something that we need to, whether that is hiring a graphic designer to be on staff or hiring a videographer or something? It might not be something that we actually do, but it's something to be aware of. Like, okay, this is why our customers are leaving us. Yeah, and I think I think the the concept of what you're saying, I think all of that really uh, pertains to branding. Like, if I've got a logo that looks like it was made in 2000, um, like I've, it's got you know, I have a logo on a like a, a Mac desktop is like part of my logo that looks 20 years old. Like, I think that part definitely needs to evolve. So, like when brands like Google or Microsoft or Apple like change their font slightly. It makes mm-hmm. huge news because it's a big brand that has changed its font. Like Apple even came up with their own font. I think it's called California or something like that. Like this is now our brand. Like we made this font. So this is our new brand. It's all like slight changes that just kind of puts them out into the, the news for a little while. But like they didn't change who they are. They just have a slightly more rounded A in their mm-hmm. in their name. So I, so I, 
I don't know. I don't think I've ever switched companies based on a logo change. But you know, like like Gap, we talked about them earlier. The news of them changing their logo once and twice. I bet they sold some shirts during that time. You know, people are like, oh, I haven't bought from Gap in a while. So like, did did them did the the hard work and the money they spent on the logo make the change, or did the news about them spending money on the new logo? make the change mm. in in the end their you know their stock price doesn't care what what the matter was as long as they're still uh providing the same service they were providing the day before they announced the logo because people are going to still either shop there or not shop there based on their own personal feelings about it yeah i think kind of going back to what we were saying earlier especially if you're like a small to medium-sized business um you like updating your logo or changing your font isn't necessarily going to like make headlines mm-hmm. um but I do hear where you're coming from, Ellie, of like, say you've been in this industry for 20 plus years, your logo is stale. So speaking specifically about branding in this time, like your logo looks out of date. Um, Your website doesn't necessarily work all that well. Um, Your tagline is kind of like nubby and like something like from the 90s that people aren't going to really like relate to and then a new company comes into the mix in your industry or in your area they may not have the same amount of experience that you have they may not actually even provide as good of a product or service as you do but their logo's up to date and their website's really easy to use and their colors are really um aesthetically pleasing um you know they might steal a lot of your business just just simply because their branding is mm-hmm. more relevant to what's going on in your space um versus you mm-hmm. um so like, like i we saw i saw this happen in a in a town with with a with a bakery that like their the bakery um has lost a lot of business because their their brand and their branding have gone out of style um and so because of that their sales have you know, taken a huge hit in the last few years and people have decided to go to competitors instead because um, the competitors' brands and branding are more relevant with the times. I was thinking um, of Facebook, you know, in the the social network movie where JT tells him to go from Facebook, from the Facebook. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a branding change that made a difference. Or like if our business, we t- talked about our business, hi, I'm from shoutoutdesign.com. Like that was a big thing in the in the dot com early early two thousands days. Like everyone's company name was like Overstock dot com. So like if I was still running with that, like yeah, John Young, owner of ShoutOutDesign dot com. Like yeah, we know that you have ShoutOutDesign dot com because your name is ShoutOutDesign. Those are things that uh, I think would make a difference in how people view you as a brand. Mm-hmm. Like oh man, you're still running with the the dot com. Well, I couldn't get the dot com. It's actually ShoutOutDesign dot org. That's the name of our company because I built my company then then got the domain as opposed to the other way around i can't remember it but there was a brand that recently like shortened their name or something because that's what everybody called them anyway hmm. do you guys know what oh I'm my thinking gosh about? yeah what was that no i know exactly what you're thinking about it's like a big and now it's gonna drive me nuts i know play the hold music and I got to think of it. If we what's, remember it space at some point. I don't remember at all. I hope like we're when I was trying to remember thing. what a hummingbird was and I couldn't remember. Oh my gosh. So, 
if we remember at some point, I'll just like shout it out. But this, yeah, this is gonna actually kill me now because I know I feel like I know I feel like they apparently the didn't page. do that good of a job because we can't remember who it was. <laughs> well, my memory is terrible these days. So, well, do you guys have any other ideas of like or tidbits to share about um, you know how to tell if your brand is stale? Yeah, I mean, you you could certainly look at sales and say this is why, but that's not necessarily true. You know, your sales are sucking. It might be your sales team sucks, or your product mm-hmm. sucks, or you haven't you haven't evolved your the way your you know the, your brand. You haven't evolved the way your company is thinking. It could be that, but I guess yeah, it, it could be. I think it's probably a factor in uh, in a group of many factors, not like the only factor. So share your thoughts, John, on how to keep your brand fresh. Like what are your ideas on how to keep your brand fresh? Yeah, I mean, the things that you were saying earlier, like you certainly have to be listening to your audience even when they're not, like they're not telling you exactly what they're thinking. Like Apple, especially um, Tim Cook, or not Tim Cook, Steve Jobs was, yeah, not not Tim Apple. Uh, Steve Jobs was famous for was, I know what my I know what my customers need, and they haven't even told me that they need it. Um, you know, that's one of the things that we talk about at Young's. Like in in our surveys with our customers, no one said, "You know what you need is a mini golf course." It was so way out of left field from what we what we were thinking and doing. But Dan was like, "I know, I know, I know that we need a mini golf course." And unfortunately, he doesn't listen to this, so he won't hear me giving him credit. But he was right. So he was right. He was right to do to make a shift from. Uh, this is a place where you get ice cream and feed the goats to a place that you spend a f- whole day or at least an afternoon at doing maybe several meals there. Uh, it's not just a place that you come for a quick visit and then go somewhere else. Like it's the place that you go. So that that was listening to the customers without them actually saying it. So I think that would be one thing to 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 continually talk to your customers, see what your competition is doing, specifically if you're a small local business. Uh, go around to these other places just as a you know secret shopper. You don't have to be a creep about it. You don't have to wear like a overcoat and a and a, and a milady hat. You know, just you know, just go in, go in, see what these other people are doing. Like, um, I, I probably went to Disney fifteen times before I was able to drink alcohol, at at, at the very least. Um, and so we went to Disney a lot to see like what they're doing. Like Disney isn't anywhere close to a direct competition to Youngs or vice versa, but they talk to the same people that we talk to. So like it was makes sense to go there and see what a company that's spending a lot more dollars on uh, research and development than we're able to and say, these are the things that they're doing. They're probably working. We could bring them back home and do them here. Mm -hmm. On top of that thought, while we're, while we're talking about Disney, I think there's also value in looking outside of your industry for, um, brand qualities that you value to see how other industries are doing it well. Like we talked to a company this morning that like they're, they're a staffing company. Um, and we talked about the way that Disney hires their employees and trains their employees because Disney does it so well. Like Disney is not a staffing company, but they have finessed the staffing process. Um, so I think that there's a lot of value in looking outside of your industry for the qualities that you're looking for within your own business to see what they're doing well and see what you can take. Like that's one of the things that I would say is a huge benefit with working with a digital marketing company that works in various industries, because I can't tell you how many times we each have been able to take something that we've learned from one customer's industry and take it to another industry. That's not even remotely 
connected to it. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of value in that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's important too, just to not be afraid to try new things. And I say that kind of lightly because you don't want to just, you know, again, just jump ship on everything you're doing and go rogue and try something completely out of left field and leave everything else behind in the off chance that that doesn't work out for you. And then it just kind of ends in some bad PR. Um, But I think that too often we find ourselves kind of afraid of change and afraid to, you know, just step outside of the box and try something different. Um, So I think that that would just be like a helpful little bit of advice to just not be afraid to try something a little different or try something new without leaving everything else behind. It might be uh, like a trial period, a little test run. You might um, test whatever it is on a small group of people or like a focus group um, or, you know, like in the case of Gap, like I would like to know, did they did they show that logo to, you know, any of their actual customers? Did they pull a, a group of people together and say, how does this make you feel? Like, do you like this? How do you compare it to our old logo? Um, or did they just, was it just like their executive saying, yep, let's go with it. And then they got really negative feedback. Um, so, you know, doing your due diligence to test it correctly, but not being afraid to evolve. It'd be hard to think that they they didn't do that gap, but there's been so many stories over the past 10 years that I've been paying attention of very large companies doing very stupid things, just like mm-hmm. throwing a press release out there that like your blatant disregard to the, 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 how people talk these days or just completely missing the mark on something. So maybe, I don't know, but you think a company like Gap would have spent millions of dollars on that project. Yeah. They would have like showed it to at least, I don't know, 50 customers and it's very possible they did that and it was just the wrong 50 like yeah they pick, they pick 50 people they're like oh this is great this is what i like and then they showed out to the world and the world's like no this is not mm-hmm. this is not what i like by the way I, I have a guess on what the brand was was it weight watchers change into ww no i think so oh. that might have been it because weight Watch- watchers had like a very like negative connotation with it um right. yeah that's yeah that was not what but, i was thinking i don't think okay. but But while we're on this topic of like, you know, these really big brands making these really like stupid mistakes, um, some of that also is just like a PR stunt. Like I'm thinking of one brand recently that's gotten a lot of heat that I think that they knew exactly what they were doing and they did it on purpose. Um, Are we allowed to mention it? I don't want to give them anything. Okay. Because I think they're disgusting. Can you just write it down so we can see it and we won't? Yeah. I need Watch this. This will be. This will end up being the screen grab that it gives me for the episode. No, you, you can just go watch the videos and grab the grab the screens from there. Um, they're in the they're in the Google Drive. But like, I think. Oh, I that. You get fancy and put it in Canva, and make it look good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think there's keeping that in mind as well. That like there Kanye's are brands these the days. Yeah. That like <laughs> are literally just. Like, they're doing it on purpose um, yeah. because, like, there are some brands that are so big that, like, they think that they can do anything and their brands will succeed and still, mm-hmm. like, make it through. I think we're getting to a point in our society where that might not be the case, which would be kind of nice. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, so keeping that in mind, too. Like, there's a part of me that thinks that Gap did that on purpose and they were going to change it back anyway. Yeah, the fact that they changed a- it in six days, I didn't remember it being that quick uh, when it happened. But yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, 
Yeah, I, I lean towards you, Ellen. I, that seems to be like so the amount of money that you have to spend to do a, a brand rollout and then within a week say never mind. It mm-hmm, seems yeah. to be that seems to be like a higher level PR plan. But I mean, look, it works because we're still talking about it, however long later. Exactly. And, yeah, but, but I haven't sh- Meta, I really think was just really poorly executed yeah. because I don't think that leading is something that Mark Zuckerberg is very good at. No. I'm just did, really tearing him apart, see, tearing him apart was, this day. But I think it was last week or maybe the week before he said he wasn't. It's possible by the end of next year he won't be still running the business. Like he's going to step out from CEO, and the stock price immediately shot up. That has to hurt your heart so much. Wow. You know what? I think that there are a lot of really creative people in this world that are not meant to be leaders or organizers. And I think that that's yeah. okay. And I, like, I think he would, I think he would, I think even he would agree with that. Like, and a lot of these, yeah. a lot, especially a lot of these tech, I wouldn't say tech bros. I think that's the name that gets thrown around a lot, but like a lot of these tech founders, like Jack Dorsey, like he, he had a, a great idea to run with Twitter. And he was also at the same time running, um, uh, not PayPal, Stri- Stripe, right? I think you're right. He was running two massive companies at once. Um, and so, like, I think even he at some point was like, I've got really good ideas here and I've got really good ideas here, but I can't be good at either job doing both things simultaneously. Um, mm-hmm. So I, th- I think there's a lot of a lot of really smart people uh, that are very innovative that are not made to be like leaders of companies. Yeah. Isn't it like the example of like you need a Jobs and a Wozniak? Kind of thing. Mm, true. Like you need both, right, to make a successful company. Yeah, Jobs wasn't a uh, you know yeah he wasn't an engineer, um, but he he was a marketer, and he 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 knew he knew what people needed before they asked for it, and he knew how to get it in people's hands and pitch it. Wozniak was the guy in the garage that was building the things. He just mm-hmm. said, "Okay, Steve, I guess I'll figure out how to make that." So yeah, and could calm people down when Steve pissed off the rest of the room. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. We got a little off. We're really all over the place today. But this is a great conversation if anybody's just fun. looking to to listen to a fun all yeah. over the place combo. Um, I thought of a point though, back John, something that you mentioned a minute ago. Um, and I can't even remember what exactly it was that made me think of this, but um and we can we can use the example of gap again, but like we talked about how important it is to get audience feedback, but in order for that to be effective, you have to actually know who your audience is. Like, you know, you might think it's something that Ellen, you have said this many times, like you might think, you know, things, but like you don't actually, because you're not looking at the facts. Like you might think like, oh, well, because it might be something that you want. Like, oh, we're marketed towards a high end, like, or like older, more affluent individuals. Whereas the people who are actually buying it might be completely different than what you think. Um, so if you're asking the wrong people and getting that feedback, for instance, say Gap wasn't a publicity stunt and they did ask, you know, a room of people how they felt about this logo. If that wasn't their actual audience and this group of people said, yes, that's exactly what we like, and they put it into play, their actual audience didn't love it. Um, so not only is asking your audience or your clients, your customers for feedback important, but just knowing who that actually is, like who is actually buying your product. Yeah, there are very few Dan Youngs and Steve Jobses in the world. Like I hate to just like Yeah, if Dan listened to this, he'd be very happy to be in the same Yeah. <laughs> but I hate to just like uh put that on you, but the there are very few people that are truly that in tune with their with who their customers are. And I mm-hmm. I think it's just good to be real about that. Like No, it is. It's just going to help you. And it comes with 
the, the the tricky part in that is that there's there's people that are stubborn and they say this is the way my business you know I made this business this is the way my business is going to be and not evolve that and say everyone is going to conform to the way I do business we have a former client that is exactly that person so but but the other the other side of that is um, oh, I lost my train of thought I had a really good second point and I lost it oh it's pregnancy just, brain uh, yeah so it happens. <laughs> Three months in, guys. Here we go. Fingers crossed. Um, the um, the other piece of it is is um, being in business long enough to know your customers. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know the statistics on on starting a business and having it succeed for five years aren't isn't great. It's uh, obviously far worse for ten years. And then as you expand upon that, it continues to decrease in likelihood that you're continuing to be in business. So because Young's has been around for uh, sixty years ish, uh, been the business that we are for about thirty. Like it's easy for us to understand who our, our our business is, and it's gonna evolve, yeah. But because you know people move on, people die, uh, age range, age groups change, uh, the dynamics of those age groups change. But it changes year over year. It doesn't change day over day, a week over week. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. our business, that business, Young's business, uh, it's easy to say this is who our customer is today, and then slowly tweak that over time. Um, you know, we talk about uh, for Young specifically the Facebook strategy is going to need to change over the next couple of years because the group of people that are on Facebook is still very much our audience. You know, the 30 and up mom types are very much our audience, but eventually they're going to not be on Facebook as much anymore. So um, it's going to be uh, more Instagram, more not TikTok, but you know, you guys want to be TikTok. There are so many moms on TikTok, John. That's where I'm getting all my parenting advice right now. <laughs> I know. So maybe but it's TikTok. like, but- when we're talking about audiences, I think a really good example is Abercrombie. And I could be mm. wrong in, in thinking this just because I actually like Abercrombie. But, like, that was a brand that I – that was very popular when I was in high school and middle school. And they very much marketed themselves that way. Like, you know, they didn't necessarily – they didn't have a lot of people that were in their, you know, mid to upper 20s, early 30s wearing their clothes. It was all kind of young. And now their brand has kind of completely shifted and they're marketing to those same individuals that were wearing their clothes in high school, but now we're 30 and they're making clothes, you know, for us. And Mm -hmm. so they kind of, I mean, that's a whole different shift kind of in what they're doing, but it's, again, just looking at who you're marketing to, like they, they probably saw like, okay, well, we can't keep doing this. This pe- these people who once bought our brand, they really liked our brand. Let's see what we can provide for them. What do they want? Um, and it kind of went from there. And look, I'm a I'm an Abercrombie stan. I I think another excellent example to bring up in this conversation is Miss Taylor Allison Swift. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the core of her brand has stayed consistent over the last now 20 years. Um, but Ooh, she I has, almost said something really mean. I'm, I'm holding, I, I didn't, don't. I had a thought. I had her a birthday thought. is next week. Don't be mean. No. Um, but her branding has continually shifted to move with who her audience is. Her audience has stayed mm-hmm. consistent, but we've all gotten older. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're interested in different things and we're interested in different stories and we're having different experiences in our lives. So, and her, her music reflects that it reflects where she's at in life. So don't want to compare contrast, but I think Adele in, in terms of, um, like the way she does her albums of like, this is, it, this is, uh, how old I am. These are the yeah. experiences I'm having at that age. I think I'm not gonna say better or worse, better, but I think it's a different, <laughs> 
Not a, I, don't I don't say she, she's a better songwriter or whatever. But I, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying different difference of difference of like this is where I'm at in this stage versus like you know I'm just mad at all my ex boyfriends. Listen, I would, <laughs> I would never pay. Ellie, 300. he's trying to bait us. I'm but I'm just gonna be saying it table. on purpose. I'm going under the table. I will say I think that Adele has a, a wider range than Miss Swift. Like vocally, I would say that they're the same in their ability to write. Okay, listen, I'm gonna lay it out here. I think that Adele sings way better, voice way better. I don't think that Taylor Swift has like a phenomenal like chill. Her range has grown over time. Yeah, it has, but I still I don't think yeah. I ever have or will think that she has like a like one of those like oh my gosh her voice like when she sings that gives me chills. She's a different type of artist though. Like she gives us what we want. Like her writing, her performance, her personality, like everything is wonderful. But like Adele, like she's just different in that she has the voice. But I will say I would never spend three hundred dollars to go see Adele perform. <laughs> Did you see However, that she did? She disappears in the confetti. Did you see that? Respectfully, the, the, Ellie, you have not heard Miss Taylor belt it in person yet. You will cry. Oh, I will she, cry. Yeah. Yeah. If you spend three hundred dollars on a ticket, you're going to cry. Yeah, I've already oh. cried once over that, but <laughs> it was amazing. It was so amazing. Also, side note: when I went to go see Taylor, I recently found out that Tim bought the Taylor Swift tickets and bought my engagement ring in this same month. Wow. This man loves me, y'all. <laughs> it was a really tough month for him. No, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you did what?" And he was like, "Yeah." So wow, but it was worth it. It all worked. Well, out. you know, same but different. I purchased these Taylor Swift tickets, you know, right before Christmas, <laughs> right before I have to buy everyone Christmas presents. So that was stupid. But also, like, what are worth you gonna it. do? What are you gonna do? I did. I did give a reasonable budget range, to which somebody that was not me went above that budget range and I was too excited and didn't say no. So I was like, do it. <laughs> and we're Fair. doing it and we have really good seats. So whatever. Boom. All right. Branding. Anything else we want to talk about there? I don't yeah. think so. I think we've covered no, it all. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Woo. All right. Um, <laughs> we can always bring it back to her. All right. I am so excited because John, you know, teased just a little on this yesterday, but I cannot wait to hear what is grinding John's gears. Okay, wait, pause it right there. I need a bio break. So you're going to have to cut this out, John. I'm okay. so sorry. I'll, I'll be right back. If I, if I remember to cut it out, I'll cut it out. Ellen's ping. No, I have to, definitely have to cut it out. Yeah. I'm drinking my Shake Shack water from yesterday. Since I had so much time at nice. Easton, I had uh, North Star for breakfast and Shake Shack oh for lunch. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Because I was like, if I'm going to be here for lunch, like I don't want to have, I mean, I love the North Star cheeseburger, but I don't want to have, I don't want to sit here for five hours. So I was like, right. I'll just walk around and find, I'd completely forgot Shake Shack was there. And when we were in New York, that's all I was craving was go to Shake Shack and we just didn't have time. I so don't like, think I've ever actually had Shake Shack. They're good. Really good burgers. And their shakes are really good too. Burgers are really good. I'm really bummed. Okay, so does Five Guys usually have milkshakes? Because like I in the picture, believe so, but I don't think people, I've ever had one. Yeah, people say that. People say it all the time, and then in the picture on DoorDash, there is a milkshake in the picture. But like the the Five Guys 
in Springfield. And also the five guys, because I think there was a five guys in Beaver Creek. Yeah, the five guys in Beaver Creek and the five guys in Springfield. Neither one of them, I've never seen milkshakes at them. Yeah, I'm looking on their menu. It says, it says milkshakes. Well, the Springfield one, I don't think, unless I'm going to be so pissed off if the Springfield one actually does have milkshakes and I just, it's like a secret menu. Of the fast food milkshakes, Chick-fil-A's is the best. <sighs> cookies. Really? And cream. I've never had a Chick-fil-A milkshake. Yeah, the so cookies and cream milkshake is almost one like- one in the summer. Mm, I'm not as fan of the peach one, but you know, I don't judge you for liking the peach one. I have had the, um, like the lemon, the lemonade ice cream slushy type thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That. Um, also, Chick Fil A in Springfield. Have you guys seen the lines? Oh, is it open? Already? I've heard people complaining on Facebook. Or yeah, it's people open. Complaining on Facebook. It's open now, and so I've decided I'm going to give it a couple weeks before I even attempt to go try to get it. But my friend texted me the other day, like two days ago or something, and she said that she made it through the line in 13 minutes. So I think it's like getting better. Um, But also one of the funniest things that I saw, some girl that is from Springfield and we're like acquaintances, she posted on Facebook about the opening. Like she like reposted the opening and said like, where (laughs) – where did they find wholesome Christians in Springfield <laughs> to work here or something like that? And it, I laughed so hard. And then somebody commented on the north side. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They we, we were kind of thinking about that they were going to take some of our good talent because, A, they can pay more. But, B, it's a generally good place to work in, in food service. At least they have mm-hmm. a good reputation for it. So, but we didn't, I don't think we lost a lot if we lost any, but it, you know, the time of year where we don't have, um, don't have a lot of employees. So it's possible we did and we don't, we won't know that we did until spring, but that was yeah. kind of my, also my thought. I was like, man, I, there are a lot of people in Springfield that I know that would, I would want to have weight on me at Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A is a kind of a different experience like McDonald's or Taco Bell. You're like, well, whatever, just don't spit my food, please. Right. Just, just like, you know what you're getting. The or the, yeah. the Wendy's over by the fairgrounds is usually my dinner stop after I go hunting with Rick as I swing uh-huh. in that swing in that Wendy's on the way. Like, just if the food's like eighty percent correct, it's great. Yeah. It's fine. It's yeah. whatever. But like Chick Fil A, like I'm spending the money. Like I want it to be correct. Like it's yeah, like I an feel upscale. Like you'll get kids from Northwestern, Northeastern, and Wit that are mm-hmm. working yeah. there. They'll come in. And I'll be honest, it is hard for me to picture someone from Springfield saying, "My pleasure." <laughs> more often to say fuck you fuck you here's yeah your <laughs> here's your chicken sandwich here's your chicken sandwich and then just throw it out the window yeah no pickles damn it good i don't want pickles get those pickles out of there do you really not like pickles nope oh my gosh you're i know strike two today john all right you are no excuse me you are on my side for adele you're just playing nice and i appreciate that i'm i'm midway because i don't actually really like adele I think she has a fantastic voice. And I listen I don't to her like her music. It pushes me into depression. Depression? So I can't listen to well, it. Well, yeah, she's had a, a she's lot. had some sad times. Yeah. But like have has every single song like every single song on every single album? Like have you had that many sad times? Like is there anything happy in your life? Okay, are we going to compare sad times to Taylor songs of Okay, but I relate many, to Taylor sadness. Can you have five albums of bad boyfriends. They're not though. A lot of them are about friendships. I could probably write three albums of bad boyfriends. (laughs) They wouldn't be good. (laughs) They would. (laughs) Oh, shots fired. All right. right. I'm still really curious about what grinds John's gears. 
Well, we have to okay. reset it up because we we took a pee break in the middle of it. All right, I'm sorry. we're back for what grinds John's gears. <laughs> go, <laughs> we're back. Ellen is back. Ellen's joined the chat. <laughs> Ellen and Kanye in the chat. All right, take well, I'm sorry. He's dead not name. welcome. Dead name Kanye. Well, you're you're the one that brought up the brand. Yay! It's yay, guys. It's yay. Yay! yay. Sorry. All right, so this I had a topic that kind of uh, I had a grinds my gears topic that went along with. This topic, but yesterday I was sitting in uh, the waiting room of my car dealership, and this man. There's only three people in a very large room. It's probably a twenty by sixty room. No music going on, which is fantastic. Had my had had these headphones in, which are noise canceling, so like you can't hear hardly anything going on. Like when I'm at my other job, I have these in, and I can't hear. I can't hear the world, which is fantastic. This man who almost pushed me to, I'm not, not only am I going to not get my car today, I'm going to throw you out the window and get, get a car ride to a local precinct. My man had his clicky do's on his phone every time he was typing. And let me ask you girls this, what age, if I tell you that a man had his, his ringer, his text notifications and his keyboard sound on, what man, what age would you give this man? 65, at Ellen? least, minimum. Yes, or an eight-year-old. No, he was maybe in his 30s. Oh, gosh. Definitely not older than me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Interesting. Counter, there was an older woman on the other side of the room. It was just the three of us. Young dude, maybe buying a car. Me waiting eight hours for a one-hour appointment. And then old lady <laughs> over here. She accidentally started playing a video like 10 minutes before that, before he got in there. She looked at me. I didn't look at her. I heard it because it was loud. I didn't look at her. I could hear her say, I'm sorry. Again, in my headphones, noise canceling. I was like, no problem. Like, woman, old woman. I mean, she was probably pushing 80, yeah. waiting on her car to get fixed. She accidentally like clicked a button. I've done that before. You click a button and a video starts playing. Yeah. She immediately put it on mute and, and continued apologized. doing whatever she was doing. Old clicky-do over here was just tip-tapping away. Like, Ugh. I understand Like, if you just got the iPhone that day. And you're like, I don't know, I, I don't know how to turn this off. But apparently, it wasn't bothering him at all. And ter- first of all, turn all the sounds off on your phone. You don't need them. Okay. Uh, also, if you're not going to turn all the sounds off on your phone, at least turn the keyboard clicky one off because there's there is zero point for anyone that has uh, uh, fine enough vision, fine enough auditory response. Like if you've got some kind of handicap that requires you to have this tippy tap then God bless you. But otherwise, the other 80% of the world, you don't need to have the tippy-tap on there. If I hear it again, I might hurt someone. I have mine Case on. closed. My tippy-tap's Why? on. Why? Why, Ellie? Because I, because I never have, like, I never have my volume on. So, like, but, like, when I have it on, I think, hold on. Yeah, yeah. can you hear Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ellie, I'm coming... <laughs> If if you are choking, I'm going to come, and you're, the last thing you see is going to be me not saving you from dying. I because I'm going to be like, you deserve you deserve this. Harsh. Ending. Changing the settings on your phone. Why do harsh. you Why do you have the tippy taps on? I think I like the sound, but I don't ever. I'm not rude. If I am ever like, I mean, I am so in tune with this because one of my pet peeves, like what grinds my gears, is when people leave any kind of volume on when they're around any individual. Um, like I cannot stand when we are sitting in like a room, like even when I'm with my family and my sister has her texting on and every, you know, two minutes it's ding, ding. It's like, Hey, you know, you're actively in a conversation with someone right now, flip it off. Now I understand 
if like you aren't around your phone, like we're cooking holiday food, you know, you set your phone over on the counter, you might be expecting a call from grandma to one ask for the 25th time what time dinner is. Okay, I get it. So turn your ringer on so that if your phone rings because you're not sitting on your phone. You can hear it when it goes off if you're waiting on something. But you but can't, if you are you can't actively turn in a your, conversation, you can't turn your clicky doos off without going to settings. Like that's a that's like a, a five step process to turn your clicky doos off. Okay, so but listen, you, I feel like you can't be in this chat. You're I, you're the I enemy. Can be. Can I you're the enemy. No, I have something to add. Yes, I'm going to call out my mom on this one because well, first off, she has an Android, which is problem number one. Problem number two is that. She has this sound whenever she gets a text um, that sounds like a bird whistling. Oh, I hate it's the tweet. The tweet sound. There's someone in my office has that. I don't like like, it or whatever. And so when we're sitting like having morning coffee and like she'll be texting and like somebody will text her back and it'll make the sound. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Jennifer, get it together. Yeah. Turn it off. Like you said, if we're cooking or something like that or we're doing something and you need to hear it, I get it. But oh, good heavens, I'm going to throw your phone out the window. Another one that is along the same realm and it kind of goes back to the older woman that you said accidentally played a video. Nothing eats me alive from the inside more than when people play videos on their phone when they're in a room with other people who are not also watching that video. Like – don't do that. You're rude. And turn your sound off. Put headphones in. I don't know, but it's distracting and it's so annoying. And the sound of people's phone videos makes me just want to punch a hole through a wall. Like I cannot stand it. And my mother is the worst for it. Like she will sit and watch crocheting YouTube videos. I'm not even kidding. And while I'm trying to watch like a movie or have a conversation and she's just on her phone constantly watching these crochet videos. And I'm like, homegirl, you got to put some headphones in. One of my roommates or just does stop. this. Um, like I'll be in a separate room reading something on my phone or sometimes watching videos quietly. And said roommate will walk into that room in another seat and start watching videos that mm-hmm. are on. I can say her. Because I have two hers as roommates uh, on her, her device. And I'm like, I don't want to stand up, walk out and leave because that looks like a mean thing to do. But I feel like I need to because I mm-hmm. was like trying to focus. Like I, sometimes reading serious articles, not just like flipping Reddit, watching cat videos. Like sometimes right. I'm actually doing like legit thinking. And I can't do that because there's a, there's a video going on 10 feet away from me very loud. Mm-hmm. I do have to call myself. But I can't divorce this, this roommate. So, I, you know. It's That's fair. Tricky. And I know that I'm far away from the mic, so you just have to deal with it. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, to, I'll adjust it in post. Yeah. Don't worry. No, you won't. No, I won't. I, not at all. <laughs> it would be what it would be. If you can't hear, you, I'll give you Ellen's. Uh, go to uh, uh, I have thoughts on we that dot com. That. Or we have thoughts on that dot com, and send Ellen a note if you can't hear her very well. Oh my gosh. Um. So my roommate is the most patient, thoughtful human being to ever walk the face of the planet ever. Um, which is why I married him because I'm not patient at all. So we balance each other out really well. Um, so I'm that person that I walk into the room or I'm laying in bed and I'm listening to videos and he just puts his headphones. <laughs> I would do that, but sometimes I don't have my headphones near me. He goes and gets them because 
it's better for him. He doesn't like confrontation. It's better yeah, for him than asking yeah. me to go get my headphones because I don't like wearing my headphones. <laughs> so he just goes and gets his own. Aww. And I know I'm not going to change as a human because I'm just a trash human. But I'll at least I'll own that one. That's my. That's I've my done that before, the but then I then I like come back and then my roommate makes me like. I'm sorry that you had to go get your headphones. Like that makes me feel bad that like I had to go get my headphones. So like, I don't know. Roommate problems. Listen, I don't have a roommate. My roommate's a cat. Does Lola get annoyed when you watch those TikToks too loud? Lola thinks Lola is perfect and she thinks I'm perfect and we do no wrong to each other. So it's wonderful. Perfect. It is. Uh, It is perfect. I can't roll my R's or else I would. But no, another, this is the worst when I have two parents that do this, but Anytime I'm at their house, my dad also does it too. Like his thing is he will always sit at the – he doesn't really like to watch movies or anything. So like – and my mom and I love to have like movie nights. And so we'll be like, okay, let's go pick a movie and watch a movie. And my dad's thing is he always sits at the kitchen counter like the island bar mm. and will like scroll his com- on his computer and just watch dumb things, whether it's videos about like smoking meat or guns or whatever it is. He just watches videos. And it kills me because he's right there in the kitchen and then we're right off the living room trying to watch a movie that we have like – and it might even be a movie that we have paid to like rent, okay? Like good movies. And like I will in the kindest way because they get on me all the time. They think that I'm not very like tolerant. They're like, you need to learn to get more tolerance. You got to stop letting let, letting things get to you so bad. Well, in the nicest way possible, I'm like, Father, could you please put some headphones in? Please just put some headphones in that computer. And he just loses it. He's like, whoa, whoa, oh my gosh, is it really that loud? And I'm like, I'm trying to watch a movie. (laughs) So yeah, it's a constant battle. And you would think after the 10th time that I have asked him to put headphones in, he would just like, no, like, okay, maybe this is, because my sister does it too. We have whole conversations about how annoying it is that our parents watch videos just while they're in the room with people trying to watch other things. And after both of us getting on them, like neither one of them will just headphones in from the beginning it's like they're it's like they want the fight they want me to say something so that they can get in a fight with me i will say this is and this is my last thought on this because i'm gonna have to wrap up my time speaking today um on the flip side of that there's someone in my life that i won't name but if you have decided that we're all gonna watch a movie together they will get frustrated if anybody is looking at their phone while we're watching the movie like, like, just like have the phone out to like do whatever because we're doing this as a family and we need to oh watch gosh. it all together. And so the room needs to complete be completely dark and nobody needs to be on their phones. They need to be watching I'm, the movie together. I'm partially, I'm partially in that person's camp, but it's more of like I don't want to see the glare from your phone when we're in a dark. That's room fine. I can turn down my brightness. That's fine. Super, and like especially if I'm like sitting behind or face you your or phone like not away from them. Yeah. What yeah. I do is in our in our movie room when I'm watching a movie with one of my roommates, is I kind of put a pillow in the, in the middle and then stack that pillow up like instead of like like flat so you like put your elbow yeah. on it. I, I do that it. too. I stack it the other way. So it's just same like a, like a wall. Like, you, like I do the like same taking, thing. It's like I'm like, taking the ACTs with my with my roommate. I, here. Like, I, I don't, don't subscribe. <laughs> I don't subscribe to the idea that everybody else in the room has to change what they're doing to to meet one's person, one person's requests for the room, you know? I 
I think there can be a middle, I think there can be a middle ground on things. Like I don't think one person gets to dictate everything that's going to be happening. In 100%. The uh, but it's not 100% though. Cause um, um, watching a movie together is a, is a communal experience. That's so, like, true you, too. You, yeah. We are all, all in this vibe. So if you're going to distract me from the vibe, but that what if all... you didn't get to decide that that's what we're going to all do together? Then that's that's a different matter told. together. That's not, that's not, the, that's not the story you laid out. The story you laid out is we all decided to watch this movie. And now I'm going to be distracted by you watching Facebook or TikTok. Something else. Well, though, if you're watching like, a video for sure, but like if you're just scrolling, no biggie. If you are visual distraction, audio is a visual. It's a visual medium. Let it go. I have two things. If not you are, if you, you are on your phone being distracted, I'm not going to answer any questions about this movie when you have it in ten minutes. Yes. Oh, I would never be that person. That's I would what I hate. Silent. Like, yeah, it's like. Don't be asking questions because you missed the whole first 30 minutes of this movie because you were scrolling on your phone. Second, visual distractions, big thing if I sit down to watch a movie. And this one is extreme. And this, again, is going to shed light on who I am as a person. And I'm not proud. Probably need a little help here. But, like, this is me. And I can't help it. I do not like any visual distractions to the point where, like, I build that barrier on the couch. If I can see both my sister and my dad are like very fidgety people and they'll sit and just like shake their leg or like their foot if their foot's propped up. I can't handle seeing that out of the corner of my eye. I will lose it. And so I will build a barrier. So I don't, instead of like yelling at them to stop or like my sister will like bite her nails, don't like to see it. So I'll build a barrier to like not see it because I know if I just continue to see it, I'm going to maybe get a little angry and maybe raise my voice a little. Yeah, it's going to take you out of the enjoyment of the movie. But here's my other thing is that I don't subscribe to having to have like a completely dark room to watch a movie either. So like Mm. then when there are – well, because it's really bad for your eyes, one. Two, Mm. if you have like a little bit of light going on, then those things aren't as distracting because it just kind of fades into the background and then your eyes – It depends on what kind of experience you're laying out for your movie though. If this is like also true. Like I think, like I think that's why debate. I really like I really like our our movie theater setup because it's like this is the place that we watch movies. Like we don't go down there and watch like office reruns. Yeah, like, we watch yeah, it on but our like this is like don't work you need to watch a movie watching. in a dark, scary cave. It's not a dark, scary cave. But like, if it's completely dark, no thanks. It's not you. completely dark. The light on the screen is showing me the vi- visuals that I want to see. Like yeah. in our movie room, growing up, my dad ran um, like lights around like the f- the ground like move mm. like movie theater yeah. lights and so okay. there was always like a, a soft glow in the room which was also helpful if somebody needed to like get up or something yeah um so but that way it wasn't like completely dark and near eyes we, we, we always, i'm just not a man so i can't do those things i just have like sconce lights <laughs> I, I screwed up in there and they're done I had, I had to have a man come over and help me install a door the other day because i you know i'm like i don't know if it's not a Hilarious. website i can't do it yeah, yeah. I I always have been the person where it's like, you're right. Like, if I'm watching, like, a movie that I've seen a million times, all right, fine. Like, have it be, like, a normal setting. Be on your phone. Whatever. But if, again, we're like, I've been wanting to see this movie. We have rented this movie or I've saved it on Netflix so that and not watched it until I, like, got to watch it with you guys. Like, if I'm purposely planning to have movie night, lights are off, nobody's moving. Like, you have all of your snacks before we're the movie starts. Focused. 
we're Focus. focused on this movie and we're not turning any lights on. I don't like the glare. I don't like to see it through the kitchen and it be That's blinding in my eyeball. We're going to turn those lights off. And if you have to get up and go to the bathroom and it's too dark and you stub your toe, that's a you problem. Mm, hold it. I just hold don't it. care Movie's about movies yeah. that much. <laughs> you know, like I, I do. Don't, I'm a big movie Tim person. and I don't really have like movie nights. Like it's like, sure, you want to watch this? Whatever. I have movie nights like with Lola and I'm like. And I will get my stuff set up for myself to have movie night. I think it's because I don't have a very long attention span. So she's licking herself like you don't have to watch it. (laughs) I do have to kick Marge off the bed at night she decides that it's bath time. I'm like, your bath time is not for my bedtime. Same. And like you're shaking the whole bed. I can hear you. Like it's It's the most annoying sound. It's like somebody smacking their mouth when they're like chewing. Yeah, it's not good. I think we've covered a lot of ground today, everybody. Yeah. Can we wrap it up? Brands and branding. When it goes bad. Uh, movie theaters, Taylor Swift, a little bit of yay. I think I think we really covered a lot of things. Is it yay or yee? I think it's yay. yay. It's Kanye. Yay. Yeah. I'm going to call him yee just to speak. But he did go by Yeezus for a while, so he I, I go- understand where he might be confusing, but it's yee? yay. 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 I have yay. thoughts on yee.com. All right. Well, <laughs> that could be episode 31. Mm-mm. I have thoughts on yee. Hip- conflict- conflicted thoughts about hip hop artists. Oh. Love. That would be really intense. Let's actually right. let's do that. Let's do that as the next episode. Can Kanye put out the firest of fire albums and get out of the hole that he's in? I contest Ooh. that he doth not. But up for debate. Next tune week, in next week. Tune in next yeah. week on on Ye hot and hip hop. <laughs> It'd be hot. I don't know. Between we're not going to talk about Ye just for the we're record. Not. All, we're not going to give 13, him any more platform. He might come subscribers up. dropped off. I'm not going to promise that he, he might won't come find up. this and call us because he's that crazy. <gasps> but. Do, you, do you know how many more listeners we'd get? A lot. At do you know how five. much I would hate my life if that happened? I think it would be interesting. I think it would be interesting. Do you think Kim would help us out and be like, nah, he's crazy? Here's Kim would be <laughs> our lawyer when yes. he sues us, and then she no, can thanks. be our lawyer. She's failed the bar, what, three times? She passed it. She passed it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought she failed it. I took she my cousin it, like, Vinny tw- five times twice. to pass his. What? Took my cousin Vinny five times to pass his. Five times. I say that as if like I could pass the bar. There's no way that I could pass the bar. All right. Okay. Next week. Bye. Yay talk. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shouted Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.